0: I'm Kate and I'm Jesse and you're listening to Cocktails and Content <laughs> Creation. Let's
1: do this. I love email marketing. You're renting your social media audience and followers, but you're you own your email list. That's why it's so important.
2: Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews.
0: And I'm Jessie Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. This is episode 115. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. We would love to know what you think. For today's episode, we're chatting about the simple three-step
2: formula for your email welcome sequence that our guest, uh, Sarah Noel Block of Tiny Marketing, has come up with, and we're excited to share that. But before we go any further, what are you drinking today, Jesse?
0: Just got some water. Just kind of taking a little bit of a of a break. The other day, I had like two drinks, and Ooh. literally felt hungover the next day. So, Oof. yeah, just gonna
2: take it easy <laughs> today. Oh, uh, well, I I I do not blame you. Um I polar seltzer for <laughs> I love seltzer mm-hmm. waters. We've talked about that. Um they just started putting their toasted coconut into cans and selling it at the grocery store. Um which I mean I've had I've just like bought the I don't know, the liter bottles or whatever their sizes and I've been known to like drink a whole one just for the heck of it. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a little bit more manageable. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I am on the toasted coconut, which actually works as like a mixer, a great mixer for mocktails. Like, Tropicana has a pina colada. Like, it, like, you buy it, it's like right next to their orange juices in the juice aisle and cut cut some of that with that. And it's really good. It's mm-hmm. I mean, it's not quite drinking a pina colada. Yeah. But I got a little while to go before I can get back on that track. But that's all right. That's all right. I'm making, I guess that's all my own little self-imposed break from alcohol. We should be changing the name of this podcast for a little bit, I'll tell you. Oh, (laughs) wow. Well, now that we have that uh, out of the way, let's dive into our discussion with Sarah Noel Block of Tarini Marketing. And it's all about your welcome email sequence. Sarah Noel Block is an inbound marketing expert who focuses on an education-based approach to marketing for small to mid-sized businesses and solopreneurs. Her approach to marketing systems makes it easy for tiny teams to have a big impact. Today, she's going to share with us her simple three-step formula to your welcome email welcome sequence. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. We're so excited to have you. But before we get into the really good stuff, which I'm very excited to discuss because I know my email welcome sequencing is a revamp. What are you drinking today?
1: Uh, Well, right now I'm drinking water because it's 11 a.m., but I wish I was drinking a spicy Bloody Mary with Mm. like a ton of olives.
2: (laughs) Mm, That sounds very... I
0: love Bloody Marys. And actually, (laughs) come to think of it, I haven't had a Bloody Mary in a very long time me either and i've been craving one
2: well i think we all need to
0: get together on that one yeah vitamins from like the dreary winter days that are making you crave it
1: yeah football season just ended so bloody mary's are fresh on the mind (laughs) Mm,
2: yep okay all right that's that sounds like a plan to me all right well now that we've gotten the good stuff uh i gave you a small intro about you but tell us uh in in a larger sense of who you are your journey and what it is you do
1: oh god my journey so i started in marketing about 15 years ago and i was a one person marketing department for a seven company group which was insanity but that's how i came up with all of my systems that i use with my clients today because you know it was one person with zero resources answering to seven presidents so uh, systems were necessary. And that's how I came up with my tiny marketing system and my core content system for content marketing.
2: That was the most succinct version of what you do or how you came to be that I think we've had on the show.
0: <laughs> well, so a lot of our uh, listeners are entrepreneurs or they're looking to make the jump from the full-time job you know, to owning their own business. Can you maybe just mention at what point In your uh,
1: career, I guess you left said
0: company and
1: started
0: your own business.
1: Yeah. So I started freelancing on the side um, right from the beginning. Right from the beginning, I was doing it. I was building websites for people. I was writing articles, um, doing basically anything I could to be making cash on the side because I just never felt comfortable with one stream of income. I always wanted multiple probably because you know i started my career during that 2008 recession so i learned real fast you can't just rely on your company to provide for you um so i was doing that and then it was during COVID actually that i started my business full-time because my kids went to virtual school and i had enough clients built up that I could take it full-time and I would be making the same amount of money as I was making as a marketing director. So I was like, all right, that answers that question.
0: (laughs) I love that story. And I think it's so relatable to a lot of people. And specific to the pandemic, we did see a lot of um, people make that jump out of necessity. Kids were home and making it very difficult to manage a full-time job that may or may not have been as flexible as the hours you can create as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. So our topic today is the email welcome sequence. So can you maybe break it down? Because there are people that are like at the very beginning, and I can actually attest to this as like a business owner. When I started hearing about, you need an email list, you need this, you need this. And and then there comes the email sequence. Like, what is it and
1: why is it important to business? Oh, my gosh. So this is my favorite topic and I never, ever get to talk about it. I love email marketing. So I know you've heard of like rent versus own when it comes to your marketing audience you're renting your social media audience and followers but you're you own your email list that's why it's so important um but when it comes to your the like a problem that a lot of people have when it comes to it is okay i get it i need to i need to grow my list but then they don't know what to do after that what now what do i talk about so the first thing you need to do is kind of introduce them to the culture of your brand and who you are right off the bat. Because if there's a gap between the time they're signing up for your list and you start emailing them, they're going to forget who you are real quick. So like a proper welcome sequence is a great way to get them enmeshed with your brand.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting. It's like we've been told and this goes back again in my own personal experience of I don't know, listening to other podcasts like Amy Porterfield. And she was talking about list growing. And I'm like, but (laughs) but why? Why do we need a list? I didn't know that it's ultimately the start of a sales funnel.
1: Oh, my gosh. Highest ROI you can get is email. (laughs) Yeah. And it was so interesting to me
0: because... You hear people say, start the email list, start the email list, but then nobody like makes that connection. So, and I love that you mentioned that you have to do this like right away because you want yeah. them to get the thing and then like not hear from you. And then also, because what what I think would happen is if they don't hear from you right away, and then all of a sudden, maybe six months down the road, they're going to be like, wait, who is this person? And why are they emailing me trying to sell So
2: me many times that happens to me. I'll get an email and I'll be like, did I sign up for that? Yeah. I don't even remember. Yeah. I didn't even remember. And I mean, that's just that might be just a little bit of mom brain going on there. But still, I'm just like, I don't remember even signing up. I got one today even. I was like, so that's a good point to have it kind of go out right away um, to really get that. Would you say it's like that? No,
1: like and trust factor building. Oh, my. Yes. Definitely. That comes more in the awareness. Like when you're generating leads and you're building your list is when the no like trust. Well, okay. no part happens, but the trust happens in email too. That's when well, you're actually like building that relationship.
2: It's so funny because people, I feel like when it comes to your email, you know, you get that little pop-up box right on something and it says, you know, Hey, you know, give us your email and we'll send you goodies. And you're so many people are very like, well, it, there's two camps. It's like, oh yeah, well, it's just an email. Who cares? And then other people are like, well, why do you want my email already? You know, yeah. it's it's Is like this going to provide actual value. Exactly, exactly. All right. Well, now that we have that idea of what. It is and why it's so important. What is your simple three-step formula that we should be following
1: for that email yeah. sequence? I'm actually going to pull it up because I'm in the middle of putting together an e-course for it. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so in email one, you want to set expectations, how often they should expect to hear from you and provide a freebie. Like If you used a lead generator to to gain that, that's when they would get that. And it's really important to send your lead generators within the email because it tells email servers when they click on that link and they download it that you aren't spam. So then you'll stop being put into the promo or the spam box because they have been active with your email. They opened it and they interacted with it. So Gmail is like, oh, okay, (laughs) you go to primary now. So that's important. And then you want them to know what they can expect from you, what kind of topics you talk about, what will they learn from you. And that happens in email one. And all of that, that, email that, gets, one, wow. that
0: gets sent out pretty much immediately, right? Right. So you're building yeah, a sequence, that gets like sent like-
1: out right away. And honestly, it sounds like a lot, but really all it is is like three t- sentences. Here's the thing that you wanted. Here's your and guide. Here I am. And like, these are the topics we talk about. And then you can give some of your social links, like follow me here. Awesome. Now, okay. I,
2: I have a quick follow-up to that. So I'm not like a, I'm like more of a, an advice-based business Um, mm-hmm. where I, I don't have like specific products that people buy. I'm, you know, I, I blog about travel tips and stuff like that. For someone who is like me and and more of the um influencer slash writer slash blog, whatever you want to call us, mm-hmm. what would you suggest that kind of do you have any ideas for what you would suggest that freebie could be, or is there like a alternative for alternative for those of us who don't necessarily have like a specific product yet? Should we just be kind of coming up with one?
1: Let's see. So you said it's mostly about travel, travel, fashion motherhood that kind of thing lifestyle yeah um so i would what an easy like low-hanging fruit thing to do and i actually just did this is take your most popular content whatever that happens to be like if you're ranking in google and you're getting a ton of traffic to one particular piece um create a content upgrade around that and that could be your lead gen Can you give give me more details on what that could be? I'll give you the example of what happened to me. Yeah. (laughs) So I had this blog post that is ranking really, really high, like beating HubSpot, all of the big guys for um, quarterly marketing plan in Google. And I was like, well, shit, I'm getting hundreds of views to this post a week and I don't have any way to capture any of them. So what I did is I created a quarterly marketing plan template to be to download straight from those blog posts that are ranking for that keyword. And instantly, my list was flooded. So that is like a low-hanging fruit way of deciding what your lead generator should be.
0: So you okay. just updated that blog post with a call to action to download this thing?
1: Yeah. But I created a specific content upgrade based off of what they cared about.
0: Yeah. And do you have that anywhere else, like on your website as well? Or
1: Now I have it a bunch of places um, because it did so well. So anywhere that I'm talking about quarterly marketing planning, I have that CTA in there. And then I made like LinkedIn is where I usually hang out. So I made a LinkedIn post talking about what an idiot I am because I lost so many leads that could have been there. I waited too long to create this. And then I linked to that lead gen that I created. And then I got a bunch more there.
2: One of my big things this year is not, is just letting go of regret. So just, you've done it. <laughs> You're getting those leads now. It's working out for you. It's just, I know. because Yeah. I just put ads on my website and already I'm like getting money and I'm like, oh, and it's not a ton. But I'm like, man, why didn't I do that earlier? And I, I just been li- living with so much regret <laughs> over the past couple days. And now I'm like, just got to let it go.
1: Just let it go. Yes. It go. Every we're all we all do that. We're mm-hmm. all like,
2: well, that that was easy. <laughs> why did I, do I know that? it took me like 20. 20- <laughs> Maybe 30 minutes to get it all done. Like what the heck was going on with me that I couldn't have been making money all this time off of it. A little different. Well, I mean, email, as you said, is a a great way to get those clients in there. So, okay. So first email is, um, set expectations, set set expectations and and give a little gifty. Okay. (laughs) All right. So what's email number two?
1: Email two is tell a story, introduce yourself and your business and how you serve your customers. Make sure to keep them at the forefront of it. Like, this is my customer avatar. Like, don't say that. But keep them at the forefront of the story. And um, so they understand how you serve them and what you sell. So would that be, Would you get
2: super, like, like, I guess give us another example of how you could go about this. Would you get, like, super personal? Like, hey, you know, I had this problem and this is how I solved it kind of thing
1: personal helps a ton. So in mine, I told the story about uh, that I told at the beginning of this that I was a one person marketing department. And I was basically just crying in my cubicle overwhelmed. And there was so much pressure on me, and I didn't know what to do. And then this is how I solved the problem. And now that's how I solve that problem for my clients. Um, similarly, I had a client who is a real estate agent and she, in her welcome sequence, I told the story about how she was homeless when she was a kid and how that really made it like a home, creating a home so important to her and why she does that today.
2: So personal stories are helpful. That would like, I'd be crying.
1: Oh, she got like so I'm many already replies, started. tons of leads from that. Oh my goodness. I mean, yeah. When she told me that, like she was just telling me this in conversation. I'm like, "Okay, hey, girl, I'm going to write a welcome sequence. And if this is too personal, <laughs> just tell me. But it did really well.
2: Yeah. And I, I can imagine, I mean, emotion is always something, even, even when you're talking about business and sales, like emotion is something that just hooks us right in. Okay. Yeah. So now, so Wait, we now we know I have one question.
0: Oh. When did, when do we send that out? After how many? Like, oh,
1: that's a good point. Mm. After email one. So, yeah. So you send email one right away as soon as they do the lead gen. And then the next one you can send the next day. So I would just do these one day apart for the welcome sequence. And it's only three emails. And you can let them know in email one, you're going to get these three emails just to introduce you to my brand. And then this is what the cadence is after that.
2: Okay. Perfect. All right, so now what are we thinking about for email three? What are, what's that? What is that thing to bring them all home?
1: Yes, that is show value in email three. So in that one, you want to teach them something and introduce them to your service or your product. So that's more of like the sales one, and then you move them on to your nurture sequence. Wow. Okay. So that's so this,
0: this and that's like I feel like. Go ahead. I was going to say, so this email sequence, maybe we should have prefaced this. This is almost like your your first part. And then there's like the nurture sequence that would follow.
1: Yeah. This is welcome, a three-part welcome sequence. But you got to keep showing up for your audience. I was telling you before we started recording that I did a webinar yesterday. And um, part of that was how you can take like creating one piece of content once a quarter and turning it into... 144 pieces of content that feeds your entire quarter with that one hour. And part of that is weekly emails. Weekly emails are helpful.
0: So that's sort of what I do. So I do have a welcome sequence. And then after that, they're also just in my general newsletter list. Mm -hmm. So I guess in this case, are you saying we would have our welcome sequence, a nurture sequence, and then they would just be put into our regular weekly newsletter list?
1: Yeah. So there's two schools of thought with that. And it really depends on what direction you want to go and how hard you want to sell. So you can put them directly into a sales sequence and move them towards your products first. I like to create sort of a hybrid sales nurture sequence where I mix in newsletters with sales, sales emails, and then I'll pause them from the nurture sequence when I'm doing some sort of campaign. So they're not getting inundated.
0: All right. That makes sense. Okay.
1: Okay. Now I feel like we're going to have
2: to have you back to talk about the nurture sequence. My goodness.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's Um, how you keep them warm. (laughs) So
0: yeah, this, this is a lot of information and I'm, yeah, we might have to have you back for like a part. Part two. Part Part two,
1: two. nurture. Um, There we go.
0: (laughs) But keeping this simple and, again, thinking of those, you know, our audience, many of them might be just babies when it comes Mm -hmm. to entrepreneur. And so where can they get started? Because we, I know there's like a difference in like just using Gmail and like a Gmail account versus having an actual like email service provider, which Mm -hmm.
1: Like Flowdesk Some people don't or even Mailchimp. Know that, or, but can
0: you get started yeah. just using your regular email inbox?
1: No, you okay. cannot.
0: So um, then break it down on, like, I guess the easiest way to get started, or if you have any recommendations for that.
1: Yeah. So if you don't have a list, the easiest way and the cheapest way to get started is Mailchimp because they have a free version. So I use Flowdesk. Um, because you can have as many subscribers as you want for the same price, so that's why I I go with FlowDesk because it gets really expensive with other ones when they price per (laughs) per subscriber. Um, so start there, and when you're doing emails, you need to use an email marketing platform because um, you'll be marked as spam if you're sending to too many people. And you don't want that because if your email keeps getting marked as spam, then your regular emails will start getting moved to spam because email providers have identified, have flagged you as a spammer. This is all stuff I didn't even know was like a thing. So. Yeah. And if you want to not be spammy, also email providers will give you, let's say a white flag, a good flag. If you email at the same time and day, each time you do it because it sees you as like you're a person. You're like they want your email because you're sending it on a regular cadence. And the more they interact with it, the more your email providers, like Gmail, will be like, okay, they're good. And you won't go and spam that either. Awesome. So I guess
2: in terms of how if you were to ask, if somebody was asking you, like, yeah, but how do I even get
1: that first email? Subscriber? Yeah, so I'll tell you what I did when I had zero audience and I was starting from absolute scratch. Other people's audiences (laughs) is how I built my list. So I started by guest posting in publications that had a mirror audience to who I was trying to sell to. And I would include a lead gen in my bio that was in those blog posts that I was doing.
2: Oh, that's
1: a clever way of doing it. Yes. It got me so many subscribers and they were all right fit customers. Um, Co-branded webinars are another huge one that I've worked with a lot of like publishers and product companies because I'm a service company where we do co-branded webinars. And that easily gets you hundreds of subscribers in one fell swoop. Wow. I've heard, okay. that. I've heard about
0: borrowing other people's
1: audiences,
0: but um, not to this extent where we've had someone actually admit that it's successful. It's just sort of been, like, oh, yeah, borrow people's audience. <laughs> I know. But does it really
1: work? That, oh yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, that's how I built my list. And now that I have an audience of my own, I still do that. I still do that a ton because it works. Well, why but- not? Yeah, exactly. But now I have lead generators and content upgrades that people are downloading to fill in that list.
2: Would you ever, have you, did you ever try using social media at all, like Facebook or anything like that to try and get people over to your email list? Or does that work?
1: Um, I'm not a Facebook person. I'm more on LinkedIn. And what I do do is I drop my, like content upgrades offers within my posts. Always as a link in comment because social media platforms hate when you pull people away from them. <laughs> right, I know uh, you can't even post a link on Instagram. I mean, it's
2: there, but you have to like copy and paste it and bring it over to the to the your Safari or whatever you're
0: using for your your things. Yeah, so, okay. So All right, I have a couple of questions then to sort of wrap this up into a nice pretty bow. Um, email marketing is essentially a sales tool. Yes. So. I would like to know if you're willing to share, if you have this data, how much of your revenue comes directly from your email list versus someone just happening to land on your website and then click that content button without
1: having gone through any of your sequences? That is a great question. I don't have that data on me. (laughs) I would have to look that up.
0: Oh my God. That's that's so funny. Yes. I we did not have that in our list. So I don't know. <laughs> so nope. And this is, I think
2: this is just why we're gonna have to have you back on the show. We'll talk about that nurture <laughs> sequence and get that information from you then. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Amazing. Um, last
1: question, just for my own personal knowledge. Um, what is a good email open rate? A good email open rate. So the average is about 25% and mine average. I usually get between 40 and 50 percent when I was working for corporate, I would get up to 80 percent.
0: Wow, that's awesome.
1: Now, okay, so I have a follow up on
2: that because obviously when it comes to open rate, a lot of that, at least what I think of um, as being a big factor is the subject line. Yes, huge. (laughs) And I don't that's not even something we talked about uh, in our questions, but give us the lowdown on like, like, oh, you know, those, 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 those little lines that can make or break an email, I think.
1: Yeah. I'm (laughs) stupidly passionate about subject lines. I don't think that's stupid because as we just said, it's probably what gets your emails open. So that's not stupid. uh, Yeah. So I write emails for a lot of my clients And I give them like five options for subject lines and we'll A-B test them and we'll send different subject lines to on opens. But here are some things that I've seen work really well. If you can do personalization within the subject line, you usually can. I know with Flowdesk, you can. Um, Having someone's name in the subject line does really well because they're like, "Mm, I'm curious Mm -hmm. now, (laughs) I see my name. Um, Emojis and subject lines are good. In the preview lines if you can put in kind of like keywords exactly what is in there um like video is in here podcast i always just put that in brackets within the preview along with the title of whatever i'm sharing um that's really helpful and um usually clever (laughs) in all marketing i always say clarity over clever but in subject lines clever (laughs) clever wins Ever wins. All right. Yep. Well, that is funny
2: and vague works really well. <laughs> that is amazing to know. Well, you mentioned the fact that you were actually going to be doing a, a course on this. Where can people find out more about you, about that upcoming course that you're going to be launching in the future? Yeah.
1: Um. So you can find me at Sarah Block, just my name, um, dot com. That's my website. And that's my handle on all of social media. I also have a podcast, The Tiny Marketing Show, that you can listen to. And I will share the course landing page when I have it up for you for the welcome sequence. Awesome, and we can
2: keep that updated if it's not on. But if it's not on the show notes when this goes live, we'll make sure to go back and and share that with our
1: audience, so. Yeah, oh, and I'm sharing that webinar. So I just wanna mention why it matters at all. So the reason I'm sharing that webinar um is it's called content without the burnout something like that um and basically i break down a 60 minute video and how you can turn it into weekly emails along with like 140 other pieces of content so i think it'll be really helpful to create that nurture sequence from this webinar that's why i'm sharing it
2: well that'll be great and we will have that link on the show notes for anybody who's interested in taking a look Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about this. I know we kind of went a lot of different directions, but I feel like we we nailed it. And as I said, we'll have to have you back.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me.
2: When we... Have a guest on the show we always send them a, a list of questions just so that they are prepared for what we're going to be discussing um, on the show. but as always we go off on the ra- you know on tangents and um, or something else comes up and I'm I have to say she brought up so many fantastic points about like what we were focusing on which was that email sequence. Um, but for me it was just the, <laughs> the subject line for some reason as a writer, who tends to be on the wordier side or as my high school english teacher would say glib a little glib um that 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 well, that little subject line it just always messes me up mm-hmm. um so it was really good to get an insiders perspective on that but again that that being said there were so many other great points that she
0: made yeah yeah, I mean I have an email sequence. Um it probably needs a little bit of a refresh. So, Oh, this totally for sort me to me to maybe relook at that. Um But yeah, I thought she brought up some really interesting points. The subject line, 100% agree, but also you know, bringing up some important things related to spam, which things we didn't expect to hear. Or little in, details in the interview. That, yeah, yeah, little details that didn't you know,
2: didn't even think about that.
0: And the idea behind the email sequence is ultimately it's part of your larger marketing strategy, right? We're putting it into the sequence to eventually, you know, offer a service or a product. And the last thing you want is your emails just not getting to your audience by making a simple mistake that lands it into the spam box.
2: And you're just creating content for nobody's sake it's not even content for content's sake at that point it's just content for nobody's sake it, you know and it's it's something that again i it, it, you know wasn't something we at, we originally planned to talk about but it was a really great part of our conversation to hear about and i feel like so many of our conversations kind of will go off on that way so um that's 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 good interviewing skills for you jesse mm-hmm. or maybe just good guest. i don't know <laughs> I'm going to credit us for that. Well, thank you so much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. You can join our Facebook group, Cocktails and Content Creation Community. You can also follow us over on Instagram at Cocktails and Content Creation. I'm Kate Andrews. You can follow me on Instagram as well as TikTok at FashionablyKate and Co.
0: And I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos. Make sure to tune in next time for another great episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. Until then, cheers
2: to your next cocktail. And happy content creating.